Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. Today we're going to be going over my top 12 quarterback rankings for the 2021 season. I've already put out my running back rankings and wide receiver rankings, so if you haven't seen those, go check it out. But this is going to be all about the quarterbacks. I think we are seeing a big evolution in the quarterback position recently. You know, before, your top fantasy quarterbacks were guys like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, a lot of pocket passers, but you've really seen a shift. I mean, now the top guys are Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. All these guys have big rushing upside. So it's really kind of increased the ceiling and value of quarterbacks in fantasy. So let's get into it. At number 12, I have Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is really going to be helped out by getting traded to the Rams. If he was on the Lions, I mean, they are pretty decimated. They're looking like a dumpster fire right now. And now that he's with the Rams, I mean, he has just upgraded hugely. He now has Sean McVay who I think is really going to get the best out of him. And he also has a huge upgrade in weapons. He's now working with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and really just a solid offense as a whole. And so I really expect him to take that jump. And I think he's going to have a pretty high floor as a quarterback this year. At number 11, I have Jalen Hurts. There was a lot of uncertainty with Jalen Hurts going into this offseason. You know, there are rumors that the Eagles were going to pick a quarterback at number six. Jalen Hurts wasn't their guy. You know, but the Eagles, they traded Carson Wentz. They came out. They said, we're going to build around Hurts. They just traded the number six pick, which tells me that they're committing to Hurts. They're kind of out of that quarterback range. So he's going to be their guy. And Hurts really has a ton of upside as a quarterback. He started three games last year, or he started four. But, you know, at the end of the season, they tanked that last game to get that top pick. So he got pulled uh, in the second half. But in his three games as a starter, he scored 19.3 points, 37.8 points, and 18.6. And what really makes Hurts special is he has huge upside on the ground. In those three games alone, he had 38 carries for 238 yards. There's really a shift in quarterbacks. You want those guys that are going to be able to get you yards on the ground, those carries, because those rushing touchdowns are six points instead of a passing touchdown, which is normally four. And those rush yards are just really extra. They're more valuable than passing yards. So that's really where fantasy is shifting. At number 10, I have Tom Brady. And he's probably the only guy on this list, maybe along with Stafford, who provides very little rushing upside. But Tom Brady as a passer was just so successful last year. You can't leave him off this list. He's got Evans, Godwin, Gronk. They're all back. All of their offensive starters are coming back. We don't know about AB yet, but I'd be surprised if he doesn't return. And you have to remember, the Buccaneers did what they did on offense without a full offseason. They were struggling at the beginning of the year. I mean, do you remember the Saints game, the second Saints game, the three picks from Brady? They looked absolutely lost, but they really put it together at the end. I expect this offense to be even better going into next season. And Brady was number one in red zone attempts and number one in deep passes. So they're going to absolutely just chuck with Brady. They're going to be focused around him. And this is once again going to be a very explosive offense. At number nine, I have Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson, every year, he seems to come out hot. Everyone's like, how has he not gotten any MVP votes yet? And it seems logical. And then he kind of just tanks off at the end of the season. And it's pretty unfortunate because if he didn't, Russell Wilson would probably be a top five in my ranks. The Seahawks have come out and said that they wanted to run the ball more, and that's also concerning for Wilson. I mean, he was passing a ton. He was getting a lot of looks, but if now they're going to go to a run-first approach, that definitely hurts Wilson's value. But he's still a solid QB1, and if he can really turn that corner and put together a full season, he could be a value at this number nine slot. I have Deshaun Watson at number eight, and I honestly don't know what to do with this. Prior to all these allegations, he was probably closer to around number six, but you know, 
I don't really know what's going to happen with him this offseason. I don't want to get into all the allegations, but this probably means it's less likely for him to get traded. And if he has to stay on the Texans, I mean, that team is pretty decimated. They're basically bringing in the NFL retirement home. You know, you have David Johnson. They just brought in Mark Ingram. They're bringing in all these receivers who basically haven't been successful in years. So I don't really know how this is all going to play out. But if he is able to get traded, that's when you see him jump in these ranks. I mean, he averaged 23.1 points per game last year, and that was with a pretty bad team. So we'll just have to see how this all plays out for him. At number seven, I have Aaron Rodgers. And while Aaron Rodgers was just on a revenge tour last year, you know, people were kind of hating on him, thinking he was declining. And man, he really shut everyone up. 48 passing touchdowns, 4,292 passing yards, and he averaged 23.9 points per game. And while that was incredible, I really don't expect him to put up these numbers again. This was really a breakout from his previous years. You know, from 2017 to 2019, he didn't average 20 points per game. And while I do think he'll average over 20, he is bound for some regression. I'd really like if the Packers could go out and bring in another receiver. They haven't done it in free agency so far. Maybe in the draft. I think that would really help Aaron Rodgers. But if not, I think he's probably going to stay at this number seven slot. But he is very safe. At number six, I have the rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. 22.2 points per game as a rookie. Pretty crazy. And that was with one of the worst O-lines in the league. I mean, Justin Herbert was having to run all over. But they've shown that they want to upgrade this. They brought in Corey Lindsay to play center and Matt Feeler, Filer to play guard, whatever his name is. But those are both very solid uh, upgrades for that O-line. And I mean, if Herbert was able to play as impressively as he did with a terrible O-line, I just expect another upgrade. He has more experience in the league, and I think he's going to play like an absolute unit again this year. And he adds that rushing upside that I talked about earlier, 234 rush yards and five touchdowns last year. So he has that going for him as well. Moving on to number five, I have Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson was pretty disappointing last year for fantasy. I mean, he was going in the second round in some leagues, third round, and people really had high expectations for him. He had 27.7 points per game in 2019, which was really league-winning upside, but he kind of fell off last year, only averaged 22.2, but he did end the 2020 season on fire, and I'm kind of betting on him to return more to that 2019 form. At this number five slot, I feel like he has a lot of upside, but I also don't think he's incredibly safe. You know, if you want a guy who's going to get you maybe 23 points per game, I would go with Justin Herbert. But Lamar Jackson really has that crazy ceiling. He's rushed for over a thousand yards and at least seven touchdowns in back-to-back seasons. That rushing upside is incredibly valuable and Lamar Jackson does it better than any other quarterback. At number four, we have Dak Prescott coming off the ankle injury. That was a pretty gruesome injury, uh, really tough for Dak. But the Cowboys went out, they signed with that huge extension. Dak has great weapons around him. You've got Amari Cooper, you've got C.D. Lamb, you have Gallup, you still have Zeke at running back. There is a little bit of concern with the O-line, but I think if they can sure that up in the draft and a free agency, Dak is on track for another huge season. In his five games in 2020, he averaged 26.9 points per game. That's absolutely incredible. And we just have to look out for this O-line and just make sure his ankle injury is progressing. If he's ready to go at the start of the season, I feel very confident here with Dak at number four. And I don't think he's going to get drafted this early, so you might be able to steal him a little bit later on. I have Kyler Murray at number three. The Cardinals have been going out and making moves this offseason. They brought in J.J. Watt. They just added A.J. Green, who can probably compete with Christian Kirk for that number two receiver role. 
that only helps Kyler Murray adding more weapons. You know, there were times last year where DeAndre Hopkins was getting so much coverage. There was so much focus on him just because there wasn't another receiver who could really step up and take that pressure off him. Hopefully, A.J. Green is healthy. A.J. Green has kind of shown he's made a glass throughout his NFL career, but hopefully, you know, he can put together a healthy campaign and really help out this Cardinals offense as a whole. But last year, Kyler Murray averaged 23.7 points per game, and that was with him being slowed down by injuries towards the end of the year. Similar to Lamar Jackson, Murray has insane rushing upside. He ran for 819 yards and 11 touchdowns last year. That's big for quarterbacks, and that's why he's coming in at number three. At number two, I have Josh Allen, and wow, Josh Allen absolutely broke out in 2020. He was a guy, he struggled with accuracy, this was kind of a year to show if he was really the franchise guy, and he absolutely proved that he is their guy. 24.7 points per game in 2020. That's pretty incredible. He lost John Brown this offseason, but then they brought in Emmanuel Sanders, and I think that basically cancels out. He had one of the better all-around quarterback seasons last year. He threw for 4,544 passing yards, 421 rushing yards, and had eight rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, he has great passing upside, great rushing upside, and he's a guy that I think will continue to progress this year. Lastly, I have Patrick Mahomes. I don't really think there should be much debate about this. Mahomes has proven he's probably the most consistent quarterback. He's gonna go out and give you that 25 points per game weekly. He averaged exactly 25 points per game in 2020. They have the most explosive offense in the NFL. He's connected to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, arguably the best tight end in the NFL. And then Hill, probably top three wide receivers. So that offense is just so effective, and that is why Patrick Mahomes is going to be my number one quarterback for the 2020 season. I'm going to put the list up on the screen. If you think a guy should be higher, a guy should be lower, you know, maybe I missed someone on this list, let me know your thoughts in the comments. And if you like the video, uh, if you could like and subscribe, that would be huge. That really helps the channel out. I'm going to be coming out with my tight end ranking soon, uh, so stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for listening.